0: Welcome to Pendleton Center Church. We are the Menahem. If this is your first time here, be sure to pick up a welcome bag at the connection site or the welcome and information desk. I hope everyone will put their name on the friendship card that is in their bulletin.
1: If you would like to receive the church newsletter or need to update any information, be sure to fill out
0: your address and phone number. On the back, you can write prayer concerns, blessings, or notes to the staff. Please enjoy the service and have a good day. Good morning, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made, even if you don't agree. We will rejoice and be glad in it, even if you don't want to.
1: (laughs) This is the day.
2: This is the day.
1: That the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. Let us rejoice.
0: we pray together dear god in heaven we pray your holy spirit would come into our lives this morning in a powerful and wonderful way to lift us up to guide us to give us your wisdom to touch us in this morning that we might be with you in a special way for it's in jesus name we pray amen and now if you're able i'm going to invite you to stand as we sing together god of the ages
1: Seated.
3: i know i have a mic on there we go we've got a couple clipboards going around this morning so that you can be a blessing to the church one of them is about turkeys for the seneca street dinner um you want to not th- you want them frozen and you want them not thawed just bring them in frozen and there's also a um Uh, Sign up for help for our rummage sale. The United Methodist Women Rummage Sale, if you don't know about that, that money all goes to mission of some kind. They raise money to help the church and the work of the church. And they're looking for some folks, um, some guys, particularly strong guys, who've got trucks. Um, for at the end who can help them to haul away stuff that doesn't actually go in the rummage, uh, that doesn't get sold. That stuff goes to other folks who are in need. But around about two o'clock on rummage sale day, they could use some, some strong help and some trucks. Um, Praises, we've got, some, we've got some wonderful, wonderful blessings to announce. Um, David Timothy Prendergast was born on October 26th. Um, parents are John and Melissa. Grandparents, Tim and Jeannie. And great-grandma, Ollie Burbage. So praise God and congratulations. Isn't that a blessing? What a wonderful day. And what joys do you have to share this morning? Yes, Judy. My brother Tom got a job amen successful surgery good protection in business and getting um you know getting a job where one is needed and we're going to continue and keep in prayer with those folks other joys pastor tom you have a joy amen 435 dinners and all the fish went that is a blessing that is a blessing think of all the people who came to be blessed by, by the generosity and the, and the joy of this church. What um, other joys? Yes. Record-breaking fall fish fry season, this is awesome. All right, 1280, that is a wonderful thing. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for sharing that praise, Carl. And you know, the, the fish fries are such um, an important outreach. People come to, for, to church for the fish fries, and they connect with the people who are here. They connect with the Christian faith. They see, they see the prayers and the activities on, on the um, placemats. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to be able to offer this to the community so that they can come into the church and get introduced to what we do here and who we are as people of God, the people of the body. I think I think Mrs. Hughes has something. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful. More reaching out, a couple of hundred families coming in for the fall festival. This is such a blessing that this church is open. With all of these blessings, all of these joys that we have, let's continue in giving our blessings to God with our gifts, tithes, and offerings.
2: Oh, sometimes sometimes.
3: Father, we do give you thanks and praise for this day and that we may gather together to worship you. Lord, we ask that you would bless this offering. Bless it and give us wisdom to know how to best use it for the furtherance of your kingdom, that many would come to salvation in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Please be seated. And we do want to lift up a continue um, in, in prayer for Jan Gertz, um, whose health issues are continuing. Yes? As bad as she
2: is, yes. she wants prayers for the synagogue.
3: Yes. I, I knew she would. I knew she would. Praise God. Um, yes. Tom says, as bad off as she is right now, She's more concerned that we pray for the situation that happened yesterday with the folks who were killed in the synagogue. And that also we need to lift up. Thank you. What else are we lifting up this morning? What other concerns do we have? Yes. Okay, yes, little baby Elizabeth is having some health issues and um, issues with school. Uh, Probably the two are related, right? Any others? With these concerns and those that are in your hearts, and we know that we all have concerns. Let's turn to the Lord in prayer. You're welcome to join me at the rail. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning knowing that you are the God who hears and answers prayer, that you hold your people in the palm of your hand, that you are with us in and through all of the things of this life, whether we're in times of joy, in times of suffering, in times of trouble, you are always with us making us well able to be a good witness for you so that others will see so that others will believe that you are a God of mercy and grace and love we thank you for your blessings and we thank you for the blessing we have of being able to pray Lord, we lift up all of those who are sick, who are in need of a healing touch, whether it is in their spirits, their souls, or their bodies. Be with them, Lord God. Restore them. Give wisdom to those who are caring for them, that they might be well cared for, as you will. We pray for those, Lord God, who are grieving losses this day. We pray for those in our church family, in our community. And we pray, Lord, for those in the wider world. Especially this morning, Lord, we pray for those people who are grieving the loss and the terrible assault at the Tree of Life Synagogue, we are nearly without words, Lord, for how people treat one another out of hate, out of malice, out of a desire to rid the world of those who are different from them. We ask for your grace, Lord God. We ask for your mercy. This is not the first time that such a thing has happened among the Jewish people, among Christian people, among Muslim people. Father, we pray in Jesus' name for comfort for those who are grieving this loss, for courage for those who will continue to gather in places of worship to glorify you. father we pray in Jesus name for all of the perpetrators in this world you are a God of grace and mercy and you are not willing that any would perish but that all should come to repentance and we ask in Jesus name for you to draw those people who have caused pain in this world who have caused troubles who have taken life unjustly. We pray that you cause them to repent. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name that you show us how we can be better witnesses in this world for your love and your grace and your mercy. We ask that as we hear the word spoken, as we sing the songs of praise, as we listen to the message Pastor Tom gives this morning, that you would wash over us with your transforming power. Take those places in us where we have just a little bit of dislike or maybe worse for somebody else in the world. Change our hearts, O God. May we be like you, the one who loves all of creation. Bless us, Lord God. Bless this day. Bless our families. And make our worship to be a blessing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Shall we hear from the word of the Lord?
4: morning. Our scripture reading today is from Exodus 13, verses 17 through 22. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not let them lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said, If they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him because Joseph had made the Israelites swear an oath. He had said, God will surely come to your aid, and then you must carry my bones up with you from this place. After leaving Sukkoth, they camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. So they, so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night, left its place in front of them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Thank you, Julie. Somewhere over the rainbow, bluebirds fly. Birds fly over the
1: rainbow,
0: why then, oh, why can't I? If tiny little bluebirds fly beyond the rainbow, why, oh, why can't you? Really. I mean, if everybody else can have perfect kids who always get good grades and never have problems, If everybody else can have those perfect dream jobs, if everybody else can live in beautiful homes, if everybody else can have perfect health, if everybody else can have no problems in life, why can't you live in a place like that over the rainbow, right? It just seems like that's the way it should be. Why can't we get to that promised land where God wants us to live into the dream that he intended? What is it that causes us to not make it? Today we're going to talk about the confusion sometimes that's caused by not knowing how to make the right decision. Well, go this way, look that way, maybe go left, go right, maybe up, I don't know. You ever feel a little confused like that? Kind of like this lady.
1: Now which way do we go? Pardon me. That way is a very nice way.
5: Who said that? Silly, total Scarecrows don't talk. It's
1: pleasant down that way, too.
5: That's funny. Wasn't he pointing the other way?
1: Of course, people
0: do go both ways.
2: Why, you did say something, didn't you?
5: Are you doing that on purpose?
1: Or can't you make up your mind? That's the trouble. I can't make up my mind. I haven't got a brain. Only straw. How can you talk if you haven't got a brain? I don't know. But some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right.
0: And that's the introduction to my sermon. <laughs> the truth is, some people without brains do a lot of talking and sometimes they don't know what they're talking about because this can be a very confusing world and when we're faced with these life decisions where do I go to college who should I marry where should I live where should I go should I stay who do I vote for what's my life supposed to be it can get very difficult to make those decisions Many years ago, I've told some of you this story, I became a pastor and I ended up in this church and things were actually going pretty well. The church had grown quite a bit. We actually had just built this sanctuary. And then things kinda went into a little bit of a lull and I started reading that all the churches in the south were growing, booming all over the place. And I started to think about my career and I thought, well, maybe I should go to the south where I could be the pastor of one of these giant big box churches have thousands of people that I could bring to God. So I considered moving to the south. Anybody else ever think about moving south? Yeah, yeah, you're just not being honest. (laughs) How do we know? How do we know what's the right way to go? When God says follow me, how are we sure we're not going the wrong way? Because the truth is, sometimes we can get caught up in our own agendas, our own concerns. Even pastors can get caught up in career development and not what God wants, but what they think they're supposed to do. It's confusing. In the book of Proverbs, I've shared this with you before. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight god knows the answer for you before you were even born god wrote a story for you and god intended that you would find some place where you would be blessed because he already made it a blessing for you specifically designed for you and who he thought you should be we call that having god's wisdom Which, how do we break through the confusion? By discovering, discerning the heart and mind of God. Wisdom is actually a characteristic of God that's talked about in the Bible. There's even wisdom literature in the Bible. Because knowing what God knows, and knowing what God wants us to know is one of the most essential things of life. People often ask, what is the purpose of life? The purpose of life is to find what God has already decided to bless for you. And Jeremiah, he says, and this is our verse for today, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. God has a future. God has hope. God has a plan for you if you live into his plan. So God led the people out of Egypt. They finally got out. They went out dressed for battle, even though they'd never been in a fight before in their lives. It's almost like they were wearing costumes, you know, like Halloween or something. They, I mean, they were real real swords, real spears, real armor, but they'd never used them before. They had no idea they were just dressing up for war, but God led them. It says, God sent a pillar of smoke by day and a pillar of fire by night. So that'd make it pretty easy, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be a lot easier if you just had a pillar of fire and smoke to follow and you just go, okay, that's the way to go, right? They had it so much easier, didn't they? Or did they? we have to remember that back in that day they had no organized religion they had no church to go to they had no place to go and learn what the people from previous generations had learned from god they had nothing written down they had no bible they didn't even have the ten commandments yet they were living without any understanding of anything written down and having instructions can be very useful even for us men who like to put things together without instructions and we usually find two or three extra spare parts that they send along we don't know why wisdom gives us directions by the way you know the 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 idea of following directions you you know that there's a name to wisdom anybody know wisdom's name in the bible wisdom is called sophia From where we get the word sophistication wisdom is a female attribute of god just put that in the back of your head ladies it's just something you can carry around with you for a little while because wisdom follows instructions wisdom asks directions wisdom seeks the knowledge that already exists and we have that in the church we have that in the bible we also have jesus We have the perfect manifestation of God on earth. Now, they would have a pillar of smoke and fire. We have the living God on earth who taught us and showed us how we're supposed to be. What is it when God manifests himself on earth? All we have to do is look at Jesus. Remember the story of the rich man and Lazarus, where the rich man held banquets for his friends and his families and all, and the Lazarus was a poor man who sat outside the gate and had nothing to eat. And when they died, the rich man went to not such a good place, and Lazarus went to paradise. And the rich man asked asked Father Abraham to have Lazarus bring a little water just to just to cool him off a little bit. I said, Well, we can't do that. There's a separation here. He said, Well then send somebody. Send Lazarus to my brothers to warn them of this place. I said, well, you have Abraham, you have the prophets, you have the scriptures. And he said, yes, but that's not the same. If they had someone come from the dead, they would surely believe. We have someone who actually not only only came here, lived with us, dwelt with us, and taught us, but after he died, he came back to show us the way to the ultimate paradise. What did they have? They had a pillar of smoke and fire. We have the Bible, we have the church, we have each other, we have Jesus, and we have the Holy Spirit if we take the time for the Holy Spirit. Now they went out to the desert, the edge of the known world where where there were no distractions and no conveniences, where, where there was no television and no cell phone. We do this on the mission trip with the teenagers. They consider it a minor form of torture that, that we take them to places where their cell phones don't work anymore. That's a great distraction. But what distractions we have in life. That's why we go away on retreats. That's why we do this with young people and with adults is to get away from all this stuff, the, the telephone and the, and the TV with its constant badgering about nothing. The to-do lists and the agendas and the news and the worries of the day. And in the desert, we find the Holy Spirit of God. We find the power of God. That's why John the Baptist went out to the desert. That's why Jesus even went out to the desert. Because we need a place sometimes where there's no distraction so we can hear from God. Jeremiah says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. But that's no good if we don't understand it. We need to hear from God, so we need to get away. So when I was trying to figure out whether I should live here or down in the land of glory and blossoming churches and everything's perfect in the south, where most of my family had moved, by the way, I went as far south as I could get and I ended up in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And I got myself a cheap hotel room where at night I studied the Bible and during the day for a week I walked the beaches talking to God. Can you imagine taking a week with just you and God? If you look out at the ocean and and you hear the roar of the waves, you don't even notice all the distractions behind you and you can actually lose everything in your life but God I walked with God and I talked with God and I prayed with God because when you're gonna make a decision that will change your very life change the relationships you have change where you're going to be where you're going to go what you're going to become that's not something you do without taking a little time That's not something you do in the confusion and the craziness of our world where you've got all these voices and distractions interrupting your thought process. That's something you do with God. Because if you listen you'll hear God and God might say things that aren't what you would expect. We need to follow God even when it isn't necessarily what we expect. Now, they had a pillar of fire and smoke, which we think is kind of cool. But I'm going to ask you, if you saw a pillar of smoke, what would you think it is? I'd think it's a tornado, and I'd be running the other way. Dorothy saw one of those. She didn't run towards the tornado. She didn't follow it. She ran away from it. And and you're really telling me that if you saw this, this, this fire going up in the sky at nighttime, you'd follow it? I'd run from it sometimes what God does we it's, it's hard to understand and trusting God and going where he says isn't always so easy especially when everybody's telling you what to do you have all sorts of people telling you what you should do what you should be your parents your teachers your friends your kids people on the TV people on the TV people on the TV I don't even want to turn that thing on anymore Everybody's telling us what we should think, what we should know, what we should do. What does God say? It says that God took them on the path down along the desert road. Now, here's a map of that area of the the world, okay? And uh, they were in Egypt, which is right about there, you see it? and what they did that where they wanted to go is up the, to the land of promise which is palestine which is up there see it so how would you go from one place to the other what would make sense probably something like this right and there was a beautiful road there well paved easily traveled safe that was the sensible way to go do you know where they went this is where they went now, i don't know if you can see this but that that's a road to nowhere Okay? Not only are they going out in the middle of nowhere, but they're ending up at a big body of water bigger than Lake Erie, and they don't have any boats. So how are they going to get from there to up there? Or in other words, it appears that God has made a mistake. You follow? It appears that that God didn't know where to lead these people but this is what it says in the scripture. It says that he led them that way because if he took them on the normal road, they would have run into the Philistines who were very battle-hardened, and those guys dressed up for battle would have gotten wiped out. So he took them out by the desert road. Sometimes the fastest way isn't the shortest way. Years ago when I worked for Kemlon, I drove a truck and fully loaded, which it was that day, it weighed about 10, 11 tons, okay? And I was down in Wales and there was a, a, a road and you could see it and, and you're supposed to take it like this, all right? Like a triangle, you, okay? Those were the main roads. But I, I looked and I saw this little itty bitty road that went like this. And I thought, why doesn't anybody take the little itty bitty road? It's much shorter, this is like 15 miles, this is like three or four. This is crazy. So I took my truck down the itty-bitty road, and I drove down the road. It got smaller and smaller. You ever been on one of these roads? Until that road was no bigger than my truck. But I didn't care, because I could actually see the highway I wanted to get to. It wasn't much farther than Bear Ridge Road is right there. And all of a sudden, I saw a sign. Bridge. Weight limit. Three tons. you remember I drive a Oh, come on. We've got to back up. Sometimes the shortest way is not the fastest way, and God knows the right way. Sometimes we think we're ready for more than we are. They thought they were ready for war, but they weren't. Oftentimes we don't understand what God is doing until we look back in our lives and see that He had a plan for us. A plan not to harm us, but to prosper us and give us hope and a future somewhere over the rainbow blue birds fly birds fly over the rainbow why then why can't I you know the land over the rainbow has been portrayed to us in so many ways Sometimes we think it's, it's having that great job. Sometimes we think it's having all the money we could. Sometimes we think it's having that 15 minutes of fame. Sometimes we think it's, it's having that, 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 that perfect family where there's no problems or no difficulties or anything else. But the land of promise isn't what we think. The land of promise is what God thinks. What God wants to bless. And maybe... If you've got some difficulties in life that other people don't have, it's because God thinks you can handle them. Maybe if you have kids that need a little extra love and attention, it's because God knows that you know how to be that parent. Maybe if you're doing a job that's not as much fun or as exciting or, or, or has as much of a, of a profile as something else, it's because God knows that somebody needs to do the stuff that's the wind under the wings of other people. Maybe what God intends for us, what God wants for us, is what God wants for us and not what we dreamed of. King David was a shepherd boy. What do you think were his daydreams? What do you think he thought would be his rainbow life? Probably, I can see him, can't you see him? At at, at 15, 16 years of age saying, someday I'm going to have a thousand sheep, right? (laughs) Do you think ever in his mind he thought he would become king of Israel? or be chased by another king before he got there. Deborah was a prophet. That's a pretty prominent position in Israel. People came to her to make, so that she could make decisions and discern what God would, would want for their lives. And then God says, Deborah, I want you to lead the armies of Israel into battle. And she's like, what? Do I look like a soldier to you, God? She never planned on doing that. Peter was a fisherman. He had a pretty prosperous business. He even had people working for him. And God said, I will make you a fisher of people. Which didn't even make any sense to Peter. But he left his boats and followed him. Paul was a Jewish leader. And he ended up being the person who was trying to, 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 to teach the Jewish people a different way of seeing things. Matthew was a tax collector. I don't know what his dreams were, but I'm sure it had to do with money. But God had a different dream. God has dreams that are beyond our understanding. They're about things we've not even seen yet. When God has a dream, the universe is created. When God has a dream, stars are hung in the sky. When God has a dream, something is made out of nothing. When God has a dream... He can do what we see as impossible things we've never even thought of I didn't want to be a pastor I thought that was the craziest notion I thought God must be talking to somebody else when he suggested such an idea And if you ask the people I grew up with they would tell you the same thing we didn't think he'd be a pastor either And Pendleton I never even heard of Pendleton I was from Waga. This was on the other side of the universe up here. And when, when they asked me to be the pastor here at Pendleton, honest, this is the truth, I asked my friends why I was being punished. There's a handful of you remember what it was like back then. You walked in the doors of the church and it smelled like rotten fish. This was not a place to be. And God sent me here. Sent me here. And why? I didn't know why. But sometimes when we get our answers and what we think are our dreams, we discover that what God has in mind is much better. Dorothy wanted so much to get away from her life and to get to that land over the rainbow. And as soon as she got there, what did she want to do? Go home. Go home because she discovered that the land over the rainbow really wasn't so much of a great place. And she looked for a way back home. It says the pillar of fire was with them by night, and the pillar of smoke by day, that God never left them. I don't know where you are in life. I don't know if you're facing one of these decisions. Maybe you're not. Maybe you are. But as you're facing these decisions, understand God is there with you. God has not left you. God will not leave his own. In Matthew 28 and verse 20, it says to us, Jesus says, Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And God is there to to share with us, to teach us, to guide us, to bless us, and to help us know what his plan was for us. I know the plans I have for you, God says. Plans to prosper you, not harm you. Plans to give you a future and hope. Plans that are my plans and not necessarily what you thought they would be. But Once you find God's plan, everything changes. And you know in your heart and soul that you're where you're supposed to be. Just like this young lady.
1: There's no place like home. 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 There's no... Dorothy! Dorothy, dear! It's Aunt Em, darling! Oh, Auntie Em! It's you! Yes, darling! Hello there! Anybody home? I, uh, I just dropped by because I heard the little girl got caught in the big... Well, she seems all right now. Yeah, she got quite a bump on the head. We kind of thought there for a minute she was going to leave us.
5: But I did leave you, Uncle Henry. That's just the trouble. And I tried to get back for days and days. There, there, lie
2: quiet now. You just had a bad dream. No, Aunt Em. This was a real, truly
5: live place. And I remember that some of it wasn't very nice. But most of it was beautiful. But just the same, all I kept saying to everybody was, I want to go home. And they sent me home. (laughs) doesn't anybody believe me
2: of course we believe you
5: Oh, but anyway Toto we're home home and this is my room and you're all here
1: and I'm not gonna leave here ever ever again because I love you all and oh Auntie M,
5: there's there's no no place place like home home.
0: (laughs) you know the truth of the matter is as I walk that beach for a whole week. Now, you'd expect that I'd have something amazing when I came back, like an extra book for the Bible, you know? I actually had a halfway decent sermon series, and if I recall, it was 18 years ago, and it was on the book of Exodus, so there you go. But what I really heard from God was one simple thing. Go back where you came from and stay there till I tell you to leave it that's it a whole week just to get go back where you came from and stay there until I tell you to leave and I'm still here because this is where God wanted me to be it's a great church we talked about that in the beginning you're great people it's a great country we live in we have some wonderful things in life and our faith is moving in great directions We don't want to mess it up by trying to go to some place that has the wrong rainbows, the wrong dreams, the wrong possibilities, getting caught up in somebody else's agenda, somebody else's life, somebody else's blessing. When God has something absolutely amazing planned for us, if we can just find where God wants to draw us, where home is for us from God, where God's blessings will pour out on us, Because we'll be a part of not what everybody tells us we should do, but what God's already decided to bless in your life.
2: Thanks. Thanks to the Lord our God and King His well, Forever God is strong forever God is with us forever. Forever. forever
0: and God has an amazing life planned for us He has a promise for each and every one of us and even if we Wander away from that promise. Even if we go the wrong way, God is still there. God is still with us, calling us back to what his dream is for our lives. So God is calling us to remember him. So we turn to him in prayer. We might change our direction to what God wants it to be. Shall we pray together? Dear God in heaven, Dear God in heaven I have sinned. I have sinned. I've gone the wrong way. I listen to the wrong voices. I get very confused. Forgive me, Lord. Open up my mind. Push out the other voices. Speak to me, Lord. Help me to know what you want for my life. That I can be blessed by being a blessing before you. Lead me, me, Lord. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Jesus holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. We each struggle with choices and decisions every day of our lives. Some are little, and we choose right or wrong. Some are big, and we choose right or wrong. But God has always said that whatever they may be, He has a place for us to return, to repent, to change direction and come back into His blessing. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven.
2: In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven.
0: Glory Glory to God. Amen. And now as forgiven children of God, shall we greet one another with the peace of the Spirit.
2: Hey.
1: You didn't mess it up too bad. It was a little bit.
2: No. I Just a hair. I know where that song is. It's in my. I like Yeah, it does say Christmas song, though, doesn't it? Is this on? Is it really
3: we just need to enter into it to make that choice each and every day to enter into the presence of God to be the people of God that God has called us to be that God will empower and strengthen us to be he made a way through his son Jesus Christ he made a way that is the way we celebrate at the table everyone is welcome at the table If you love God, repent of your sin, and seek to live in peace as a disciple of Jesus Christ, you are welcome at the table. He invites you here. God himself has invited you to come and share in the way that he has made for you, in the way he has made for me. Come to the table this morning. God will help you. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God and spoke to us through your prophets who looked for that day when justice shall roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. When nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. At his ascension, you exalted him to sit and reign with you at your right hand. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread and he gave thanks to you. He broke the bread and gave it to his disciples. He said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. Again, he gave you thanks and praise and gave it to his disciples. He said, drink from this, all of you. This is the cup of my blood. The blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. now and forever amen shall we pray together with the confidence of children of god the prayer jesus taught us our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Will those who are serving please come forward.
0: My mother used to have a bell she'd ring when it was time for dinner. Everybody in the neighborhood knew that bell. When she'd ring that bell, we'd come running because it was dinner time. God is ringing the bell. Time to come home for dinner. You're welcome at the table. You're welcome at the rail for prayers for healing, anointing, guidance, to light a candle. Come and join us with God. If you're able, I'm going to invite you to stand as we're going to sing together. He leadeth me. Son has a favorite restaurant, as most grandsons do. And when we go there to eat, he's always looking for his favorite waiter, a fellow by the name of Chris. And when Chris is there, I'll often ask him, so how you doing, Chris? And he always answers the same way, I'm living the dream. <laughs> and I just look and think, dude, you're just a waiter in a restaurant, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> he's living the dream. You know, it's a fascinating thing because some people might think that when I say that, that I feel like I'm living what God wants me to live, that everything's easy, that everything's perfect, there's no problems. Pastor Tom has his golden life and everything is simple, but you know that's not true. I'm just like you. We all have our problems, our pains, our hurts, our disappointments, our discouragements. But when we find what God is calling us to do and we live into that dream he has for us, that plan he has for us to prosper us and give us hope and a future, it'll satisfy your soul. It'll satisfy your life. And it'll lead you to that ultimate dream when God is promising you a land that is always full of glory. So may God... Go with you may God guide you may God push out all the distractions and noise and confusion may God show you where his dream is and may God lead you there that you might be blessed by God because you're living into what he wants to bless to be a blessing to others go in peace amen Mm -hmm.